Okay, so here we have a reading about a bunch of beatings. Um, but we never want to find ourselves, and I've met people, and I've kind of went through a stage in my life this in a similar way, that we don't want to be given more so that we're not responsible for more. Don't want to do that. I think that message is directed at us Catholics. To whom much is given, much more is expected. People are like, well, wait a minute, Father, you're telling us that the church teaches that if we don't go to the sacraments, we're foregoing our possibility of eternal life. What about the pygmy in the rainforest who doesn't know the gospel or the church or the sacraments? Yes, it's exactly what Jesus is saying here. To whom much is given, much is expected. We, as baptized Catholics, have been given the fullness of the faith, the fullness of the truth, right here in our faith. And if we care so little about it that we don't even make the effort to go to the sacraments, now, there are cases with sickness and virus and being homebound that you can't. But for those who can and yet use excuses, these are the people Jesus is addressing here. Because we have been given so much. Now the pygmy in the rainforest has given very little. So he will not be held to that same level. But we shouldn't strive to be ignorant of our faith because of that. We should strive. It's not that hard to know our faith and thus love our faith. That's the whole purpose of our Marian ministry. Yesterday we did a, a, a beautiful interview with um, uh, Nermeen Rubin, who's heads up Water for Mercy. She's here with us today. And um, you can see in that the reason we're putting so much time, effort, money, investment, and effort into this is because we know God expects this of us. Nermeen knows God expects. She felt the calling that God expects. When we are given, she was given the ability and the resources to do this, now, your next-door neighbor may not be given the resources to do this. So the fact is, when we are given something, we have to be prepared, prepared to use it. And that's the whole message of this passage. You know, looking at this is we never know when tomorrow's going to come. We don't want to be caught off guard. The most dangerous of all delusions is that there's plenty of time. And I think if we look around the world today, we can see, especially in this world today, that tomorrow may not even come. Jesus told his disciples that he would return suddenly and without expectation. Without expectation he just said it in this gospel. And when he does, he doesn't want to find us unprepared or worse, not caring. He wants to find us vigilant, prepared, and faithful. You know, sometimes we care much more about somebody taking our money. I, I, I fell into that trap just this week. I lost a bag at the airport, and praise be to God, through Catalina, one of our employees. She was in Philadelphia. She went, that bag would have never been found. And she was persistent, like the persistent widow in the gospel, where the judge just got tired of her complaining and finally gave her what she wanted. And Catalina went in there. She missed her flight because she was so persistent that she was going to find this bag. And they kept telling her, no, we don't have it. We don't have it. And she kept persistent, persistent. So they checked in these little storage cabinets. And she said, well, the bag wouldn't even fit there. 
So you couldn't have left it in one of these storage bins. And so she kept persisting, and finally she got to a warehouse, and the guy just gives her the key, basically. She goes in and finds my bag buried in a box underneath a whole bunch of others. I never would have gotten it back because eventually those bags are shipped out and material is, goes to auction and all this crazy stuff, even though I filed three claims. And when I got the bag back, St. Faustina's relic was in there, but the money was stolen. So my money in my wallet was taken, but St. Faustina's relic was left. Whoever had that bag didn't even probably know what that relic of St. Faustina was. Whoever took that bag didn't even probably know what it was all about. And when I got the bag, the first thing I noticed is that the money was gone. And I was like, wait a minute, that shouldn't have been my first concern. My first concern was where was St. Faustina? And praise be to God, St. Faustina was there. And so we don't want to get caught up where these material things, unless it's a relic of St. Faustina, become too important for us. If all our hope is concerned around that stuff, we'll lose our freedom because we become attached. I hope we are all concerned about not losing our freedom. When we become so attached, we become enslaved. We can become enslaved to money. We can become enslaved to sex. We can become enslaved to power. We can become enslaved to our own reputation. reputation. And when we do become enslaved, you lose your freedom. The most important thing that we have is our faith. And with that comes the freedom to practice that faith. Our faith is way more important than any material thing. I know it's hard to believe, but even our physical health. Because our faith will determine our eternal destiny. Our physical health does not. Am I saying that the physical health isn't important and we don't need to be prudent? No, our Lord tells us we need to be prudent. But his focus of prudence was on the eternal. And so if we lose our freedoms because we're so wrapped up in the temporal and in fear, we become slaves. You know, freedom is being taken away, freedom of speech. Comedians I've been reading all over the place won't even go to college campuses anymore. They can't even tweet anything anymore because they're canceled. Our Second Amendment right being canceled. And most of all, we're losing our religious freedom. One of the three non-negotiables that Pope Benedict talked about, along with, number one, the dignity of the human person and the right to life. Two, the sanctity of marriage. And three, religious freedom. These are the three most God-given rights that we have the three most special gifts of God. And so this is not just politics. It's our very existence as human beings. Right now, we're facing that being taken away. We're facing socialism. And right now, we're talking about the celebration of John Paul, whose feast day is coming up on Friday. And I'm going to do a talk and a video <clears throat> that summarizes the life of John Paul II today. And one of the things I really don't mention in that video, but I think we should mention here, is his writings against socialism and communism. He lived it. He experienced it. And boy, did he warn against it. He really made that point, Leo XIII and many others, 
Why? Because the church has condemned it as being totally against human rights. It's not politics. It's a human rights issue. And these lines of totalitarianism strip us of our very human freedoms. So it's not just about policies, but it's about an entire way of life. And since the first time since the Civil War, we're in danger of losing that. You know, a while ago, I found a quote from a guy named Tom Klingenstein, and I wanted to read it once more. I, I, I found it a while ago, and I want to read it again. And he said, one way of life, the traditional American way of life, is based on individual rights, the rule of law, and a shared understanding of the common good. This way of life, which values hard work, self-reliance, volunteerism, patriotism, and God, is in jeopardy. The other side, a multicultural movement, is a revolutionary movement. I do not mean a metaphorical revolution. It is not like a revolution. It is a revolution, an attempt to overthrow the American founding. It is determined to remove American sovereignty. He says to do this, they must get us to believe that the natural borders and colorblindness are racist, that we are not one American culture, but in an unimportant mix of many. The multiculturalists must get us to believe that we are unworthy, not just that we have sinned, of course we have sinned, but that we are irredeemably sinful, or in the language of today, systematically racist, sexist, homophobic, and Islamophobic. Simply put, multiculturalism must get us to believe that we are horrible and we don't deserve to exist anymore as a nation. For the multiculturalists to change traditional values and principles that we have held so dear since the founding of our country, they must destroy the very institutions that teach these values and principles. The most important of these institutions are the family, religion, and education, which they have mostly already destroyed. Add to that their last goal, community life. Let us pray today as we approach John Paul's day of feast day because we have in our nation a gift and to whom much is given, much is expected. We've been given the gift of freedom. Let us not let it be taken away because if it goes in America, it'll go in the whole world. The cancel culture is could say out of control. I remember um, Judge Amy Comey Barrett when um, she was being questioned, she said she will not discriminate based on sexual preference. That's a good thing, right? Well, one senator stated that the term preference is now hateful, offensive. How? It's your preference. How is that hateful and racist and offensive? She alluded to the fact that sexual orientation is not a choice, that the person is born that way. If you're Catholic and watching that, you might say, oh, okay, that makes sense, but actually that's not church teaching. 
Church teaching is that it is our choice. That there is no gene that determines God would never orient us away from him. We are given the choice. So there is now in Webster's Dictionary a change in the definition. Webster's Dictionary, based on Amy Comet's interview, has now canceled the definition and accepted the untruth. So what's the answer? The only answer is to turn back to God. His message at Fatima through Mary, Akita, and others. You know, we talk about the woke culture. You want to be woke? As I said before, be awake. Be vigilant, as Jesus says in the scripture passage. Be awake, not awoke. Be prepared, not preferential. It is more than preparation for Jesus' second coming. He's already present here in our lives, so we need to live our faith like the servant, not just recognizing God as present, but living in that presence. It's not enough just saying that we are Catholic. To whom much is given, much is expected. We have to live it. And doesn't Jesus say here, listen to this, the servant who did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will shall be beaten severely. Not my words, the words of Jesus If it's not about good works, then Jesus is contradicting himself. Because Jesus says not to only make preparations, but to act in accord with his will. That's the whole key. Live our faith, giving up our will for the will of God. So although you might want to join in a particular social movement that overthrows our democracy, you have to ask yourself, is this my will or God's will? And because the two commandments of love God and love neighbor can actually be rolled up into one, and that is do the will of God, that truly is the first commandment. You've heard me say before, I rarely hear the first commandment ever confessed, but we've probably all broken it. And that is making ourselves God. Not letting God be God, but determining what I want, what I believe is true. I don't care what the church says or what God says through his church. I declare the truth. And when we get to that point, we've lost. Let us not get to that point. We hold a remnant that's still battling, that's still fighting, and is still trying to save our religious freedom. God bless all of you, and please don't take this as a political statement. Take it as the very existence of our human being and existence as people in our human rights. That's the message of John Paul, who we will celebrate on Friday.
behooves us to listen, for he was a wise man that saw the dangers of the loss of freedom. Let us learn and let us stand for those freedoms as one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.